you're listening to A Labor for Love, the podcast that's all about helping moms find encouragement and hope through authentic, everyday stories of motherhood. I'm your host, Sierra Sullivan. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to episode two of A Labor for Love. Going forward, you'll be hearing conversations between me and some of the amazing women I know, but today I'm going to be sharing more about myself and where I'm at right now in motherhood. I'm Sierra. I was born and raised in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I've lived in Indiana my entire life. I'm the oldest child of two. My friends would tell you I'm the quiet one and I'm an Enneagram nine. If you're familiar with the Enneagram, that's the peacemaker. I'm married to Tommy, and this year we'll celebrate 10 years of marriage. We have two children. Our oldest, Jaden, is five, almost six, and our daughter, Skylar, just turned three. As I mentioned in the first episode, A Labor for Love started out as a blog. And it's been five years since the first blog post I wrote about being a mom was published. I want to take some time now to read it to you. August 30th, 2015. That Sunday morning changed the course of my life. I remember taking the test just to prove to myself that I wasn't pregnant. After waiting a few minutes, I picked up the test and there it was, positive. I couldn't believe it. We were going to have a baby. I was going to be a mom. Fast forward to April 30th, 2016. On that day, our little guy, Jaden Thomas, made his debut. I remember when the doctor placed him on my chest. I couldn't believe he was here and how beautiful he was. After a few seconds, he opened his eyes and looked right into mine. I don't really know how to describe what I felt. I was happy, but it seemed like much more than that. As he lay on my chest, reality hit. He was my baby, and I was his mother. Throughout pregnancy, I found it hard to comprehend the fact that I was going to be someone's mother. I remember writing in my journal on multiple occasions, I can't believe I'm going to be a mom. Even now, nine months later, it all still seems so surreal. I'm a mom. I'm a mom? Each day when I look at or think about my baby boy, that statement and or question still goes through my mind. I know that motherhood is my reality and will be for the rest of my life. It's still just hard to believe that I really have a son, that God would trust me, us, with this little life. What a great responsibility. Most days I wrestle with feeling inadequate, lacking confidence in my ability to care for and raise Jaden. At times, I'm afraid that I will mess up terribly at this thing called parenting. Recently, I was reminded of this verse. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Deuteronomy 31.8 I find comfort in those words, and I'm reminded that I'm not alone and I don't have to be afraid. God has gone before me and he is with me. He blessed me us with Jaden, so why would he not be with me every step of the way? Beyond that, I have a supportive husband, parents, in-laws, and many friends who are also in my corner. Each day with Jaden gives me an opportunity to be courageous as I learn and discover what it means to be mom.
five years later, I'm still in awe of the fact that God made me a mom. Motherhood has been joyful, challenging, rewarding, full of surprises, and so many lessons. When I think about what motherhood means to me, I like to define it this way. Motherhood is a collection of moments. Moments that will lead to the growth and development of my children and lots of beautiful memories. When I think about motherhood in this way, I feel like it brings so much freedom because then I have the choice to take everything motherhood throws my way, literally moment by moment. I can choose to focus on the present versus the future. Right now, I'm in that stage of raising young children. As I mentioned earlier, my kids are five and three. Jaden is in kindergarten, so we are just in the beginning of the school age years. And Skylar just turned three, so we're entering that preschool phase with her. At this stage of parenting, I really enjoy watching my kids express creativity and use their imagination. You know, sometimes when they're playing, I'll just sit and watch and observe them as they develop their characters and play out different scenarios and storylines. And it's so interesting how they choose certain toys for one thing and they'll use a different toy in a completely opposite way than it's supposed to be used to create whatever world they've come up with in their minds. Oftentimes they'll go from their play area to the family room to the office, basically taking over our whole downstairs. If you were at our house on a Sunday morning, you would be surprised at how fast they can fill every room with toys. <laughs> but it, it's fun. And at this stage, they're also both very curious, which I enjoy to an extent. Um, <laughs> sometimes it can be question overload. And they often ask some very hard questions that I don't always know how to answer. But, you know, we do our best to give them a response that's appropriate for their age. But mostly what I enjoy, like I said, it's just, it's just fun watching them learn and grow. Now, there are some challenges. And I think the most challenging thing at this stage is navigating the big emotions. So both of my kids feel deeply and they're learning to put words to what they are feeling. But that's not always easy. And what makes it harder is that I'm trying to learn right along with them. In the moments where they experience anger or frustration, I have to come alongside them and help them through that. But that doesn't always feel natural to me. I don't like conflict. <laughs> I do my best to avoid it. And I also like to be in control. And sometimes that might mean trying to shut down feelings just to keep the peace. My natural inclination is just to flee from the uncomfortable feelings and in the moment when one of my children is expressing themselves in a big way, I want to control the situation and try to quickly de-escalate it. But what I'm learning is to just sit with them in those moments and help them learn to identify what they're feeling so that they can eventually learn how to self-regulate. And like I said, it's been a learning process for all of us. So a topic that comes up often is self-care. And for me, self-care has ebbed and flowed over the last couple of years. I often find myself gravitating towards different things depending on the season that I'm in. So like right now, I'm taking care of myself by getting up early to work out. Um, 
I know that getting up early is not easy and some days it's really hard, but I also know that when I do the workout, I'll have more energy and I'll feel better and it'll just boost my mood and help me to be better for those that I'm caring for. Um, I've also started to do my nails regularly. I find it fun to just sit, listen to a podcast or audiobook and play around with creating different colors and combinations. It just allows me to do something for myself um, and to be creative in the process. And I've also dedicated more time to reading lately, especially before bed, just to help me transition to more of a state of rest. And then I try to sneak in other moments to myself when I can, like when I'm cooking or doing dishes, I might turn on like a calm music playlist. So while the kids are running around and playing, I have this little space for myself just to um, kind of relax, you know, or escape into like a, an audiobook or a podcast. And those moments, while they, while they may be short, are helpful. One thing that's big is definitely having a solid support system. I've been lucky and blessed to have multiple sources of support as a mom, and I know that's not always the case for most people. Um, but at home, I would say my husband is definitely my primary support. Outside of him, I often find myself turning to my friends who are in a similar life stage as me, or you know have already encountered things that I'm going through and that I'm dealing with. Um, but it's also helpful just to have those people that you can vent to um, so my friends really are those people for me. Um, they let me know that I'm not alone in all the things that I'm feeling and that I'm going through as a wife and a mom. And I would say my friends are probably some of the most important people in my life right now. And then there are my parents and my in-laws who are also so very helpful when it comes to taking care of our kids. You know, they love on them more than anyone else. And they're always available and willing to you know, let the kids come over to hang out um, or let them spend the night when we need a break. And then I've also found community online. Um, while these relationships aren't as personal as like my friends or my family, the virtual mom community has been amazing, especially over the last two years. You know, being at home, not being able to go around other people or to do the things that we would normally do has been challenging but just knowing that you're not alone and that there are other moms who are dealing with the th same things that you're dealing with and they're willing to talk about it and share it you know that has been helpful and there are some people that you know I may have never met in person but we've connected online and have built a rapport and a friendship if you want to call it that um, and that's just it's just nice to know that you're not alone When I think about parenting and my parenting style and what has had the greatest influence on me, I would say my own upbringing has been important. You know, I grew up in a two-parent household and I experienced the benefits of having both my mom and dad present in my life. And I wanted my kids to have that same experience. Uh, my faith is also foundational to who I am and so that also plays a big role in how I parent my own kids. I always want to approach my interactions with them from a place of love and understanding. And I find myself gravitating towards more of a gentle parenting and really working on building a relationship 
with my kids. I want them to not just know that I'm there for them, but I want them to actually like witness that and feel that. And I believe that starts even now at such a young age. And so I really focus on trying to be present, which is not always easy, but you know, just being present when I'm with them and being vulnerable. And that kind of goes back to what I talked about earlier with working on identifying our feelings and putting words to the emotions that we're experiencing and just really taking that time to communicate with one another. I really think that will be beneficial as they get older. And I hope that laying the foundation now only sets us up for a stronger relationship in the future when they're older. Um, One of the most important things that I hope to pass on to my children is faith. Um, I want them to also be confident in who they are. And I want them to be um, emotionally stable and intelligent. Um, I want my kids to know that they are loved and known by the creator of the universe. I want to see them know and love and follow Jesus. And I want them to love others well. I also want my kids to be confident as they navigate this world. I didn't mention this earlier, but you know I'm a black woman. My husband is a white man, so our children are biracial. They're mixed. And you know that can be a difficult thing to navigate in this world. And so I want my kids to just be confident in who they are and how God made them. And we're sort of dealing with that right now, just navigating the identity of our kids and helping them to figure out their identity and how they want to identify. And I know that's going to be ongoing throughout their life. Um, And maybe one day we'll dive into that a little bit more, but that's something that's also very important to me. I want to close out this episode with one piece of advice that I would share with other moms, and that is grace, grace, grace. You have to give it to yourself and to your kids. You know, motherhood is a journey, or as I said earlier, a collection of moments. There will be highs and there will be lows, but through it all, you have to give yourself grace. And that's the advice that I choose to give because that's the advice that I have to speak to myself all the time. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's not easy. We're all imperfect people living in an imperfect world. So give yourself grace. Thank you for tuning in to episode two of A Labor for Love. I hope you feel like you know me a little bit better. And as I mentioned, going forward, you'll be hearing my conversation between me and some of my friends, the most amazing people I know. Um, So again, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked what you heard, be sure to tune in for future episodes and follow us on Instagram at a labor for love to keep up with this podcast.